Welcome everybody to the Healing Place Podcast. This is your host, Terry Welbrock, and just wanted to take a second to thank you for being here and a part of this healing space, for liking, sharing, commenting on videos, and uh, yes, just helping this show continue to grow. Had our best month ever in October, so excited about that. Almost doubled September's downloads, um, which is just incredible. And the show's been on the air for over four years, four years and three months. Started in July of 2017. And last month's downloads accounted for over 11% of total downloads over all of that time. So it just, just absolutely blossomed. And I have you to thank for it. Um, so many people saying, hey, I was talking about the Healing Place podcast and told this friend to listen in. Or, hey, I have somebody who's experiencing some severe grief and so um, yes can you tell me what show to they need to listen to so it's just been wonderful and I just wanted to say thank you um, again a reminder to go to academy.terrywalbrock.com tell folks I have online courses and coaching available thanks now for the show welcome everybody to the healing place podcast I am your host Terry Welbrock and just so incredibly excited to have with me today Trish Devney, and she is sound energy expert, author, international speaker, and best-selling Sounds True crystal singing bowl recording artist. Yay! Hi, Trish. I'm so glad you're here. Hi. Oh, I am too. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. Previous podcast guest, Paulette Thomason, had introduced us, and we were just having a little chat about how awesome Paulette is, and we just love yes, her. Yes. Her ears are buzzing. I can right, tell. right. <laughs> Listens in to this, this episode. Yeah. We love you, Paulette. Yes, <laughs> yes. yes. So, yeah. So, talk to us about um, who you are and the work you're doing in the world. Well... Who am I? That's a very interesting <laughs> question. Uh, I, I am a different person from what I was uh, a, a year or two ago. It seems like I keep shedding the ideas, beliefs, even the skin somehow of my old ways of being and thinking and keep birthing. So I, I find that I'm in a a progressive evolutionary process. So I, I keep becoming. <laughs> uh, but my work uh, is centered around sound and it was not something I had um, set out to do. Uh, I was uh, in my background, uh, I, I grew up in a, you know, in Sacramento, California. I had a very average upbringing, went off to college, but right around that time, the 60s, Late 60s happened, music happened, uh, you know, rock and roll, uh, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, all that happened. So I hitchhiked to San Francisco to become a rock star. So that started my journey. Uh, that didn't last a very long time, but I uh, set things in motion. And one of those things I set in motion, and I was a, a singing artist at that time, but what I didn't understand uh, until much later is that I had contracted hepatitis C and that uh, it can lay dormant. So, and it, it's something that is typical or not typical, but it's common among my uh, generation. So I, uh, <clears throat> in 1999 or 98, I was diagnosed 
with uh, hepatitis C and stage four liver disease. So it was now- Stage four, I missed that. It, liver, it, it, it was liver disease. Okay. So there, so the virus was actually um, uh, moving, you know, trying to be cleansed through my liver. But at the same time, I was uh, alcoholic. So I was drinking and compounding that with, with uh, the, um, uh, the alcohol and the, and the hep C. And all of this was creating uh, a situation that I, I was at critical mass in 19, uh, let's see, uh, 98 is when it was diagnosed. I got sober happily, thank God, in 1980. So that staved off the, uh, the imminent death that was probably facing me because I wouldn't be here had I continued drinking or using other substances. <clears throat> Pardon me. And then I had uh, started an acting company in 1984 of uh, young people who uh, were telling their stories of addiction and recovery in the youth theater. The cornerstone of the work I did with them was sound. And I had learned this many years ago uh, when I was part of the a Sufi healing, um, uh, it, was, it wasn't a Sufi healing order. I was a part of the acting company, the Sufi acting company in Boston. And at one point the Sufi healing order came and taught us seven tones. I thought they were an actor tool and chalked it away in my little brain as such. So fast forward to the acting company, I started using those tones to anchor the work we were doing with the kids because they were telling their own stories. And it was essential for them to bypass their ego state of understanding uh, and begin to access their what was really going on at the moments of their, their, they decided to get sober. And so we created theater around that and went into schools all over the, all over the country. Little did I know is uh, the, these specific tones were changing the way their brains were tracking and uh, scrambling the trauma loop in these kids because they had had severe trauma, as you can only imagine, through addiction um, and, uh, and beginning to restore their own sense of self. They were developing emotional literacy. I mean, I was astounded, though I didn't have those thoughts then. I was just uh, so amazed at their growth. Uh, and they were all contracted with me for a year. So I did this for 20 years. I had 20 different casts. The last year um, uh, when I was diagnosed in 98, uh, I had that little light bulb go off that said, you know, what about you? Maybe you can try <laughs> these sounds because I never anticipated it could be something that could heal. And uh, so I started to work with these tongs along with the um, working with a Tibetan bowl that I had found at a gem show. Um, and uh, I just uh, probably a week prior to that, buying that particular bowl, I was told I was dying and to get my affairs in order. And uh, but let's try this uh, interferon. It's a new combination of uh, chemotherapy and a little pill. Are you willing? And I said, okay. What do I have to lose? So uh, when I went home, I kept just played my bowl because it was the one thing that brought me to light. I didn't think about dying. I didn't think about living. I didn't think about what to do. It was just gone when I was making these tones and playing my bowl. 
And within four months, I was completely cured. Wow. So that started the journey because I really needed to find out Though my doctor called me his miracle, I knew intuitively this wasn't a miracle. Uh, I wasn't a medical anomaly. This was something that was had a biodynamic to it. And I wanted to find out what that was. Lo and behold, I started researching what little was available in 2000, but made some discoveries around cancer and, and, the, and the voice and how the human voice has a unique capability of uh, exploding cancer cells through the tones of the voice. So that blew my head open. Did you see my look in my eyes? I was just like, wow. Unbelievable, (laughs) unbelievable. unbelievable. And and because it's such a fringe idea, I, I just sort of kept it close to me and just kept doing my research. And lo and behold, There were little dribs and drabs of people investigating things and finding out certain things. And I just started to lecture about my story and and talk about sound. And uh, but more and more people were asking me to do this and asking me to uh, present at conferences. And so it just built. And all of a sudden, here I was in the realm of not realm. That's the right word in the role of what they had called sound healing. I don't call it that anymore. I, because I really um, uh, step back away from the word healing because I'm not a healer. Uh, each of us are our own healers. I find that I'm a steward of sound and I carry sound forward for the, just the enjoyment of um, whomever's with me, uh, who, whoever wants to play with me, whoever's on my table when I do uh, sound um, uh, activations uh, out of Canyon Ranch where I, uh, I work. Uh, and so it wasn't in my purview to set out to have a career in this. I kept following my joy button. <laughs> that makes me feel good. This feels fun. And gradually I, I acquired more bowls. Then I moved to crystal bowls. And now I have the alchemy crystal bowls that are my, my love, my true. Uh, the, the, they are the energy um, that really lines up for me. So I, for a while in my work, I was thinking, Sound is the be all end all. This is the way through. And then I, you know, grew up even more and realized that this is my way through. It may be your way through as well, but it's not the way through. Your way could be, you know, sales. Maybe you find that divine spark, that omnipotent intelligence in those moments. Maybe you find it when you're cooking. Maybe you'll find it when you're a calligraphy artist. You know, you're going to find it on the golf course like my husband. So it is where you find it. So long as we are following what it is that brings us so much joy that begins to allow us to release resistance and fear around life. Now, I would I would add to that, which is what I do teach, how to uh, really um, expedite that joy meter, how to really uh, magnetize uh, the energy that you're bringing forth. And so lately I've come into understanding how we 
come to summon and direct energy through sound, through the language we use, uh, through the tones that we make. I do it with the crystal bowls as I'm working with my clients or in audiences. Um, and, and even on CDs, my music carries nonlinear um, coupling of harmonies that really allow people to have an experience that moves them to the next level. But I don't set out to heal or to fix, manage or help in any way, because that's not my job. I finally got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> my job. Well, oh, my I, I, it, it, I have so many questions. I'm, I'm enthralled. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to learn. So when you say, so someone can listen to your music on a CD and is there specific, I'm going to throw a bunch of questions. So like, is there, are there specific sounds that help with certain things? Are there, uh, and do people come to you just with a specific, uh, a certain issue or a certain need? And um, and then you decide, oh, this would work best, or do you just kind of let it flow? I let it flow because I learned early on that everybody's body is different. Everybody's body needs different uh, harmonics to bring them into wholeness. So uh, what I do is uh, in my treatments, I... Um, I let the, the bowl do all the heavy lifting. I play the bowl on the body. I do a, a, a minimized amount of vocalizing, uh, but I don't, I don't prescribe uh, the bowl to do anything because their body and the bowl and the sound have a contract. And that agreement is moving something that I would only get in the way if I tried to help and say, well, I'm, I'm, you know, your stomach can, you know, fix this and we'll fix that with your knee. And no, no, it's not like, it's not that uh, obvious when we're dealing with energy and we're dealing with energy that is um, easily moving and transferring around the body. You could have a core issue begin and say your lower back, but manifest in your throat. So there, so when we work with sound, when I work with sound and when I teach this, it's about bringing the whole person back into their harmonic uh, flow. Um, but each person's voice is the thing that does that for themselves, which is stunning. So when you're to answer your first question, when you do listen to my CDs, there isn't a specific tone that they should get, you know, in the key of X, Y, or Z. Um, but instead, just listening to what makes them feel good. Like on my website, there are samples so they could hear it or they can go to Spotify and plug in my name and listen to a track and see if they like it. And your body will be fed, whether you are on the headphones or playing in your speakers in your home, you are getting a download as if you were present at a concert, but it's taking a little longer. So it's a little slower download. So you're not getting the immediate infusion of frequency or, or energy, har harmonic energy. Um, but I find that my teaching has really turned a corner into empowering the individual to be their own healer. We're, I think COVID was our greatest gift. And it told us, it helped us recognize that it's up to me. If I'm going to crawl out of this hole, I have to do it. Yes. So what tools do I have to crawl out? 
And the first tool we have is our breath. And the second tool we have is our sound. And when you put those two together, the amazing thing that I discovered is that you're oxygenating your breath and your blood and your lymph zone, lymph nodes. So you're, you're energizing the breath every time you make sound, uh, open sound, ah, your body's responding. But then at the same time, you're stimulating the vagus nerve. Oh my God, the vagus nerve. Who knew? There's one little nerve in the body that is connected to the ventral, va uh, the ventral vagus on this side. Yeah. And when you vocalize, you are stimulating vagal tone. And for those of your uh, listeners who don't understand vagal tone, the body needs vagal tone or the vagus nerve to be toned uh, because it regulates digestive enzymes. It keeps the, the um, inflammation at bay. It helps to regulate the parasympathetic. So you get into this lovely flow of rest and restore and, re and renew. And that becomes your constant. That's your default position. So I, I tend to prescribe humming or open tone to, to people if they want to maintain a sound health regimen. So just ah uh, or mm, that's all. Doing that will start to kick in all of those extraordinary ways that the vagus nerve regulates health in the body. Wow. Again, I'm, new, I'm your new biggest fan. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And yeah, I'm well, we talk about the vagus nerve. As a matter of fact, I just got uh, had reached out to Dr. Stephen Porges and asked him to come join me on the show. And he's going to come talk Great. Great. And, and talk exactly about that work yes. he's doing and yes. uh, polyvagal theory and uh, yes. yeah, yes. polyvagal institute, I think. So, yeah, I mean, it's so critical for healing ourselves mm -hmm. and, and not just physically, yes. but spiritually mentally like the whole you know Absolutely. The whole, all connected but i have to tell you because for a moment i said oh my gosh i have goosebumps on my arm when you said being our own hero during pandemic i just created three online courses and my my 10-day course is titled be your own hero <laughs> i love it yeah. i love it that's where we're going now terry yeah. that is it is in our backyard it is in our home it is in our uh it's the, it's the spark that lights us up from the inside out. There's nothing outside of us that is going to do it. It is all generated from within. And that's what sound does. Sound helps us to direct that energy. And another sort of not considered sound therapy, but is so inextricably linked is our language. So how we speak the words we use, all of that is signaling to the nervous system how we're going to think, how the body's gonna download information. When I was injecting the chemotherapy every third day, I would say out loud, what my body can use for well-being will be used immediately. And what it doesn't want, it will be eliminated immediately. So I said that out loud, not fully understanding what would happen, I just did that. What I realized later is that I was giving direction to how that energy was going to move through my system. And the body said, okay, we've got it now. So once you speak about anything, 
you are magnetizing it to be part of what you experience or express or create in your life. So that there's a cautionary piece to that and how much self-talk, negative self-talk, really um, is corrosive and it hurts us. Uh, maybe we have a happy, sunny face to the world, but inside we're saying, oh, you idiot, you should have thought of that. Oh, you're looking so old or you're looking so fat or you're looking so short or you're not, your hair is not, is whatever. All of those things are part of what, breaks the body down so you've got stress and you have that kind of negative talk which also creates stress in the body that's why we age i'm 103 no (laughs) 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 okay that's a little life (laughs) but it is you know i'm convinced that you know i'll be 73 this year and i know that my body is invigorated because of what I now know that is possible. And I'm creating it, even though I don't know how to create some things. I just uh, imagine, okay, the, the, I will somehow figure it out, one or two, somebody will come along and figure it out, or three, both of <laughs> those will happen. But there, uh, so the, the new learning for me is to do it even more easily. We work too hard at having a good life. Yeah. And we don't have to. And it starts with breathing. Most of us breathe real shallow. Right. And so we're, we've got this shallow breathing uh, state, which means we're not getting enough oxygen. So that's why when you add sound to your palate, to your, to your day, uh, yeah. you breathe all the way out, you're getting rid of all the carbon dioxide. And you're breathing in more oxygen. Uh, all of that is helping the vagus nerve maintain tone. Who knew it was that easy? It's right. that easy. Yeah. And I love and inspiration comes. And inspiration, yeah. I, I loved what you said earlier about um well, like doing it. I, I heard kind of doing it your way because I, I've done a couple sound meditations before where they were at a certain octave or tone, whatever. And I, and I was, for whatever reason, my body was wanting to do it much lower. And so I finally was just like, I'm just going to do what my body's telling me. And so it was just like, oh, like it really wanted it to be deep as I was letting this out. Um, and I found comfort in it. Yeah. 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 The body knows and the more we sensitize ourselves to what the body wants, uh, and we have a new how to say we we co-create we collaborate with not only the spark of the divine but our body so we are this wonderful synchronized uh, mechanism that moves together uh in time and space but i to your point about the sounds um i i teach the specific primordial tones which rise up incrementally but I encourage people to start where you're comfortable, low, okay. and move up high. The higher tones, and you might not have been taught how to make those higher tones without uh, efforting. So those higher tones, when you're placing it up in the third eye or the or the crown, it comes in a face mask. Hey, so it's very easy. You you have your sound can come through, and you can hit it higher up there, up there. <laughs> understand and you're not singing it 
Santi versus you're not singing. You don't want to sing. You're placing tone. So play with that at some point. You know, there are ways that you could wake up and just glide, sound as deep as you can, all the way to as high as you can, and back down. On any foul. You do that, and you can start your day in 10 seconds or less. So cool. (laughs) Well, I always would like, I would be talk about self-talk I would be critical of myself when I would try to do those higher sounds because I said and it's so funny I was talking to somebody yesterday about this I said when I try to do like higher sounds I I feel like the little lady church organist lady who's trying to sing and doing that and it's that shaky and so when I'm trying to do it it's like and my voice starts doing that like shaky vibration thing so I think no. my body was like, go low, Terry, go low. <laughs> well, and we as a culture have such a, we're so habituated to think there's a good voice and a bad voice. And uh, and there are singers that have, you know, that there's a right way to do this. And there isn't. It's it's So that's part of my encouragement to folks is like, Back off of how you think you ought to sound because you sound fabulous. Your body thinks you sound like Maria Callas. Your body recognizes your voice as the most exquisite sound it makes. So it so you want to not interrupt that sound with judgment. Yeah. And because the judgment creates resistance. And the resistance creates a block so that the energy can't really move. So pretend you're three. You didn't have much resistance at three. So, you know, just and put it in the, in the sinuses for those high tones. But you're not singing. You're placing a tone, which is actually stimulating in the scale of tones that I work with, the, pine, the, uh, the pineal gland here and then the pituitary up here. So those two glands uh, when they get stimulated by those last two high-pitched tones and I'll do them all for you so you can see what they sound like uh, you're unlocking intuition at such a deep level so what I use these tones for and these are the tones that I I taught the kids then used for myself but what you're doing is in a way purging the draws you're clearing the day you're clearing old storylines or old old behaviors, ways of of perceiving self. And you start anew every day. Every day is a new day. So you don't carry things over. So that's why I have a practice in the morning. So the first tone I'll show you is is a very deep, that deep, low tone. It sounds like this. Uh, 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 You're using your ab muscles. When your throat is open. So you're just breathing out like you're going like a teenager back in the day in the 90s and go, duh. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of the sound. Like It's like the word mud. <sighs> so that deep sound just anchors it. And then the second chakra vortex in the placement is a mid-abdomen. And it sounds like this. Oh. oh. 
So I've got a nice round shape of O. And I just keep my thought here in mid, mid abdomen and just O. Let the breath be. And then the third one is sort of tricky because it's the solar plexus. It's where the vagus nerve sits, but the vagus nerve is being activated with every tone you're making. But the first, the tone for this is E-E-H for this particular third chakra. So it sounds like this. And it, you have a band right underneath the rib cage, a diaphragmatic band that shrinks. And so you, you're squeezing the sound out through that diaphragmatic band. Yeah. And then you go to the heart. Oh, a little higher, gradually, a little higher. Oh. Oh, okay. So that's the sound I do anytime I'm stuck in traffic. And I'm starting to have really ugly thoughts about being late or something. And I do this sound and it just changes the rhythm. In fact, I've seen it where the, the lanes of traffic opened up. It's really pretty amazing when you start to play with energy this way. Yeah. Then moving into the throat chakra. Very delicate sound, right? Right, and this affects the thyroid gland. Some people can go a little lower, some a little higher. It's really whatever works for you. Then the third eye is this high E where you make the sound go through the sinuses. Yeah, you just let the sound come through your nose. And you can feel it vibrating the soft palate. And then the last one is high M. Same sense. You move it through the face mask. So you're not placing a sound. You're not singing a high note. Oh, yeah. And that's key. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Very delicate. You don't need to push it. But that little sound is having a massive effect on your pituitary gland balancing the entire endocrine system but you've also been doing it with every other tone but it's just site specific for each area of the body but this it took me a while to understand that the body is not created around the chromatic scale or the diatonic scale or the platonic scale or the sulfagio scale those scales are man-made the body is is made up of universal resonance. So it's every tone exists in us. So rather than thinking you have to hit a high C to get the root chakra woke up, don't worry about it. Go as low as you want to go. Your body will tell you how deep it is. Don't worry about a pitch. And then you gradually go a little higher each time you, each time you go up. So it takes that, that need for structure that the, we human beings have and categories um, which really keep us um, in a state of anxiety because it's not native and not natural for our bodies to, to be that structured and rigid. And so you're really breaking out of the mold and being more expansive through sound, which awakens, and I use that word as a spiritual metaphor, but it's also an energy metaphor of stimulating the cells at your core so there's vitality now moving through every cell of the body the stress is overridden the brain 
uh, it, perceptive brain is overridden, cognition is overridden. And what happens is the brain is resequencing and etching new neural networks as you make these tones or as you hum or as you listen to music that is nonlinear. That's yeah. a, I've just, I've just unloaded, haven't I? Just, oh, it all gosh. came out. And again, you know, I'm sitting here, Norm, I'm, I'm just like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mesmerized. It's, it's amazing. It's so exciting. I mean, if you did nothing more, just hum, just hum. And then when you're feeling a little more brave, open your mouth and sigh. <sighs> on, on an audible sigh, not a, <clears throat> an audible breath. But a sound, <sighs> that's stimulating oxytocin, again, through the vagus nerve. That, that's your feel-good love hormone. <laughs> ah. <laughs> oh, no. I, well, I was still going to ask you, so many people who listen into the show have uh, trauma history, anxiety attacks, live in hyper-arousal, panic attacks, and so forth. So is... These kinds of strategies, really, just that, oh, yes, can really help. Well, one, get the breathing going, uh, but but doing that centering work. Yes, yeah. And just if they do the sound of ah, no one's they are comfortable. Just then, take another breath and make a, a sound that's just static. Ah. Don't worry if it's wobbly or <laughs> creaky or breathy. Don't worry because you're moving energy. You're moving energy. That's what we're learning to do is be able to summon and direct energy on our own rather than feeling like we are at the effect, which is what trauma does to us. Yeah. We feel like we are at the effect of something else, whether it's social trauma, um, institutional trauma, religious trauma, personal trauma, sexual trauma, impact, physical trauma, all of it. And it doesn't matter what grade of trauma. You could be as uh, frightened by your brother when you were three years old coming out of a closet and that can jar your, your system to such a degree that you've been rewired instantaneously. So that sound and your, your body's capacity to make sound will override and scramble those trauma triggers and help to release that program. And I can't tell you how that happens yet because we don't have the instrumentation to measure that yet. Maybe there's a baby being born who is bringing that information in. I don't know, but it's not there yet, except to say that I'm a living expression of that experience. Yes. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Well, thank you for the demos. And uh, as a matter of fact, as, as you were speaking, I was like, I can't wait so I can go back and listen to this again when we're done. <laughs> good, good, good. I'm going to go through it all. I love it. Oh, my yes. gosh. It's just been amazing. So anything else that you wanted to touch upon that we haven't had a chance to talk about? I think if, they, if anybody is interested in doing a challenge, I did a 31-day challenge. It's all on YouTube. I don't know how long it will be up. But you can go to Sound Shifting um, YouTube channel or Trish Devney YouTube channel and look for the 20, 31 day challenge. It's me doing all of those tones. 
Uh, they can go to my website. There's a free ebook e about all those tones with links to me teaching how to make those tones free, all of it. Um, so they can then explore it on their own and reach out if they have any questions. My website is soundshifting.com. Uh, and my music is there. You can get me on Spotify and Apple Music and Pandora. So long as they spell the name T-R-Y-S-H-E, that way I will pop up. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, so there are a lot of resources available free to everyone who's interested in beginning to use sound in their lives in a way that just helps them calm a moment to return to center and to uh, remember that uh, they are everything they have been looking for and more. Yeah. All right. So final question, how do folks get in touch with you? How do they connect with you? You can go to, I have a link on my, a contact link on my website, soundshifting.com. Uh, Trish at soundshifting.com is pardon me, my email. Uh, so yeah, reach out, ask questions, go to the YouTube uh, videos. There's a lot there, a lot of little vignettes and things that I'm talking about. So uh, yeah, Wonderful. so I'm available. Yeah. All right. Well, it has just been a joy to have you here. Thank you so oh much God. for joining me. Yeah. To meet you as well. Thank you so much. Absolutely. All right. Well, everyone, thank you for joining us today on the Healing Place podcast. And remember, until next time, be gentle with yourself. Thanks. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. Terry Welbrock again. Just wanted to thank you for listening to the episode today and remind you to visit my website as well as the academy.terrywellbrock.com for the courses. But if you go to my website, terrywellbrock.com, you can sign up for my monthly Hope for Healing newsletter, which is also jam-packed with information and strategies and blog pieces and guest blog pieces and links to shows um, and just a great space for, uh, again, healing and hope strategies. Thanks for, again, being here and being a part of this healing space. I very much appreciate you. All right. Bye-bye.